Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success when you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. You will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. Spear. Welcome, everyone, to another episode on our Daily Creed podcast. And today I have Devin, who believes that the key to your ministry success is a constant connection with the Holy Spirit. When you are in tune to Holy Spirit, you will always be on the right path. Devin thoroughly enjoyed being a youth pastor and certified John Maxwell coach, speaker, and trainer. With two decades of experience in both ministry and social work, high-fiving kids and watching them grow spiritually gave him life. However, he struggled to utilize his gift in connecting with people to transform lasting change until Holy Spirit brought his true identity into focus. Now he equips and activates believers across the nations. He helps them regain hope and dreams they have lost. He has worked with hundreds of ministry leaders, creating a safe place to communicate their heart without judgment. His burning passion is to see leaders be authentic and effectively bridge the gap between younger and older generations. Devin has three adopted children, is an avid hunter, and enjoys living in the Midwest. Welcome, Devin. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. I'm really pumped to be hearing about what you're doing, your backstory that led you to what you're doing, and uh, just kind of connecting with you a little bit further and uh, and, and bringing you and you're being able to speak to our audience. So, Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you, man. This is an honor. This is, this is a privilege. I'm excited to to see what 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 we all have to talk about and what what we can do to share and help other people. Absolutely. So to kind of start, just like I do with every single guest that I interview, is I want to know the backstory. I want to know like where you were at before you're doing what today. And just like your intro, talking about you being a youth pastor and kind of and growing up in the ministry and things like that. Give us that kind of story, and then we'll get into like what you're doing today. So take us back to a younger generation of Mr. Devin. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, grew up in the church home and, uh, you know, kind of rebelled a little bit. And the Lord really met me uh, with, with a youth pastor at the time. And he told me that, Devin, you're a leader. It's just whether or not you're leading for the positive or the negative. And at this point, you're leading in the negative direction. And that really hit home with me. Um and so as I continued to grow, as I grew in my relationship with the Lord, I started ministries. I started a youth ministry at age 14 and went off to Bible college, uh, got that piece of paper that certifies that I can go work in a church. And uh, then I never really utilized it. <laughs> but the whole time um, that I utilized uh, just the giftings and the things that the Spirit was doing inside of me, uh, I, I started planting churches. I uh, planted five different churches. I started nine different ministries. I was a social worker for uh, the state of Iowa. I traveled all across the state helping with foster care and things like that. And then I realized that um, the Bible says that we're supposed to, as the church, be taking care of the orphans and the widows. And so I started a ministry throughout the state of Iowa to be able to take care of, of the homeless kids, to be able to take care of the widows. And did that throughout the churches and got it legalized. And then life happened. My I uh, came home from a ministry trip and my wife was with her boss. 
and had an affair and it took everything that I had built and I just went downhill fast. I stepped down from ministry. I stepped down. I actually lost my job um, training and going around with the social work stuff. And I just didn't feel like I had anything left. And people just didn't know how to help in, in the church. You know, when a church leader falls, when a business top leader, you know, falls, a lot of times people are just like, man, we don't even know what to do. We don't know how to relate. And that's where I felt. Um, I felt so alone and rejected. And I had put that title on myself of divorced, of lost. Um, and it was there that, again, the Lord just met me and said, you have a purpose in your life. Pick yourself up. Let's go and let's do this. And so I started two franchises of, uh, of moving companies. I helped start two franchises and uh, started another ministry and started to go up. And then I have, through the three adopted kids that I have, uh, one of them has some pretty severe mental health issues. And the Lord told me that in order to get him the help that he needs, uh, you're going to have to move. And so I sold everything. He told me to sell everything and move. And uh, that, was, that was very difficult. And when we moved, um, things got drastically worse. And I ended up uh, hitting rock bottom with him. Uh, to the point to where he was attempting to kill me multiple times. And I went into a, a trauma shock and uh, my body completely shut down. And I was given three months left to live while he went to a shelter and got the help that he needed. And the Lord told me again, you have a hope and a dream inside of your heart that you need to do. You need to live out and you need to build that. And I need you. And he gave me the name, a grave digger at that point. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? And he said, just like you are right now being raised from the dead, you are going to raise other people from loneliness and hopelessness and speak life into them so that their hopes and dreams can be fulfilled as well. And they can live life abundantly. And from that moment on, uh, there was just a change in my heart. Uh, he miraculously healed me. The brain scans and everything of my body and my brain completely healed, redirected. And it took me onto this catapult of, I don't have a choice but to do what I'm called to do now. And so I started up with the, the coaching business and, and a ministry. Wow, there's a lot that's going on there. Like, uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yep. especially if you're you're in the ministry, and I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, like, if you're in the ministry and then you see your wife, who I assume is on the same page as you, kind of uh, falling and doing that, like how that would tear me up. And, you know, between that and then having issues with your adopted son and just all the, the pitfalls and then still being able to stand here today and say, you know, God is still good. And yeah. that, to me, that's like, no one has a reason or other excuses to say why they can't do something. You know, when you hit rock bottom and you're able to pick up and just keep going, that's a testimony in itself. It's like, Hey, you know, if I can do this and you can do it. And the way I look at it as well is I believe that God takes us through tra traumatic times and difficulties like that. So we can speak life into other people. So we can, you know, walk them through the different things. Be like, hey, I can do this. You know, I know you can do this because I've gone through this exact thing. I know the feelings. It's familiar to me. Let me help you through this. And now you got that leverage and to be able to do so. And and I, I love that about being a coach is because you know I'm able to do it with a lot of my clients. I had a client uh, last month or a few weeks ago. 
she was going through something that was like exactly what I went through about 15 years ago in my first business. And I had to talk to her and I, I caught myself chuckling, and like laughing at her a bit. And I was like, and she's like, why are you laughing? She's in tears. And I said, because I've gone through this and I know what it's like. And I just want you to know, don't even worry about it. Just go to sleep, you know, go to sleep. Don't think about it. Don't give it two thoughts. And she did it. And then the next couple of days later and a week later, she's like, man, I'm so glad that you helped me with that because I would never have gone through it the way that she did. And that's what yeah. God's going to do in your life. And it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear what you went through, but it just shows on how big God's going to use you yeah. because you went through all that, which is really, really powerful. So I love your story. I mean, I hate your story that you had to go through it, but I love the story of knowing where you're at today. So tell us where you at today. What are you doing now to make a difference? You say you're a coach. So what are you doing? Yes. So uh, during that time, the the Lord gave me two two things to do. He said, number one, you're going to create legendary leaders. And so he he gave me the name of of the coaching program and that I was going to utilize this to pour into leaders so that they did not have the excuse except for that they chose not to be a part of something, uh, to, to be alone and to be hopeless. And so he gave me that, that calling to be able to do that. And then the other part is the ministry of my passion project is helping other people get out of trauma and abuse of situations and being able to, to fund and help people through, whether it be counseling type stuff or inner healing and deliverance or um, setting up life, life skills programs so that they can leave in a situation and be able to do that successfully. Um, and so Right now, the the main thing is putting together the the coaching business over the last four months, and God has been moving in mighty and miraculous ways in that, and and building it uh, is faster than what I can keep up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm gonna hopefully you're okay with uh, sharing some of your your big secrets, especially to the listeners, and I'm gonna tell you straight up. It's not about the information that that's going to change people. So don't be scared to give away your best things. Yeah. There's a transformation of the heart and that, that you that people get and the time that they get with you that makes the big difference. But you got two really big things going on in your life. You're saying creating legendary leaders as well as your passion project of helping people overcome trauma. I want to know more about that. So let's start with uh, the create legendary leaders. So when it comes to creating legendary leaders, Take us through like, and you don't have to give everything, but take us through like a simple process or like, what do people need to do first when it comes to becoming a great leader? Yeah. So I believe that the definition of of a leader in general is anybody that looks behind them and there's somebody there. That would be your your generic definition of a leader. Um, And I believe every single person is a leader in some way or another. There's always somebody watching you. But uh, for me, I believe that there's people that have been called to a higher calling of a leader. And those are the people that are not calling that that are not to be just leaders of followers, but leaders of other leaders and to have people come alongside of them. And so for the legendary leaders, those people that want to step into that is it's really uh, finding people that are like-minded and being able to to connect with them on a relational way. Uh, Sometimes it's very difficult for, for leaders to want to and feel comfortable opening up. Uh, to each other. And especially as guys, you know, we have the stigmatism with us that, you know, Hey, you know, you can't, can't open up, you can't share your feelings, but you know what, when we do the, the, the real alignment is there. And so to, to step into a leadership 
of leaders and, and become that legend, legendary leader, um, is all about having leaders around you to where you're partnering together. It's not a competition. It's not anything like that. I need you just like you need me. We have to be able to, to work together, bounce ideas off of each other. And it's, it's really just, just one step of one connection, one person at a time. Yeah. It makes me think of, uh, the Marine Corps, you know, coming, you know, I was in the Navy, but, it, you know, attached to the Marine Corps, but it makes you think of the Marine Corps and the way they have their chain of command set up, where when you talk about the different steps of the leaders, I think of like, okay, you got the PFC that comes in that's looked after, um, you got the, the, which Lance Corporal looks after them, and then you got the non-commissioned officers that look after them, and then you got the, the you know, the staff and CEOs that look after them, and then you got the officers. So it constantly goes in there where you're building up to become that legendary leader or that person that oversees everyone else that's be behind them. So you got the coach's coach in a way you got the leader of the leaders per se for that. Um, there's someone, someone that I really, really want to connect you with. And I don't mind sharing his name in, on here because he, he's been a mentor of mine for gosh, you know, for forever. And, the, and someone I highly respect and I have him on my show, but uh, Nate Sala, he's a really, really good friend of mine. And he, he's kind of on the same journey as you, where he's, he's built out a leadership program for men Christian leaders and things like that and help them oversee, but you'd be a great guest on this podcast, but doing some collaborative stuff with both of you guys. So uh, I think that would be something intertwined that you guys are both on the same page, which I think would be really, really cool to be able to see. So when, the, when, when you got these people that you're helping become, you know, these legendary leaders and things like that, what is the big overall experience or desire that you want them to gain by working with you? Yeah. So, so the biggest thing that, that I focus on is when I first started this, I, I pulled uh, over a hundred leaders over around the world of what, what are your biggest struggles? What are your uh, biggest positives, all those types of things, and really just put that all together. And then that's where I kind of created everything from. And so the first thing that I talk to people about is where are you at on a scale of one to 10? And in your lifestyle of burnout. And burnout is a strong word. And we have to be very carefully using that word because it means that there's no return. Hmm. And so I, I describe that with people of, of that word burnout and, and encourage people to use different words. But when I ask it, I really want them to think about, okay, I just described this word burnout of there's no return. Where are you at in that? And, and you know, a lot of times people are at a six or a seven. And I say, if, if you're above a five, we need to get some help. Um, and so that, that right there is always the starting point of finding out where, where are you at in your own emotional, uh, self being, because as leaders, we always are being tugged in all different directions. And, you know, the, the golden rule, take, uh, you know, love others the way that you love yourself, treat others the way that you want to be treated yourself. Well, what happens if you don't love yourself enough? If you don't really love yourself, can you really love others? If you don't really lead yourself, set your own boundaries, can you really lead others in the way that you need to, the way that you're called to? And so we start off with, with that type of self-evaluation of, of where we're at as, as a leader. And then we branch off to you know who you're helping, what all that kind of looks like, what your strategies and goals and all that. Yeah, leadership. that's really cool. I love how you broke that down. Now let's talk about on, you know, getting out of trauma and to be really transparent, I'm someone that suffers from a lot of trauma myself, you know, I don't know how much of my story that you went back and listened to, but I was blown up by a suicide bomber in Iraq back in 2007. And there's a lot of baggage, a lot of trauma that came along with that experience amongst a bunch of, a bunch of other things that I, I went through while I was overseas. 
So, but when it comes to, you know, people getting out of trauma, first off, what type of people and type of trauma are you seeing a trend that you're dealing with personally? Yeah, I, I would say the number one thing that, that people come to me with is, so I guess let's, let's start with just a definition of trauma. Trauma is when, when you have an emotion that's attached to um, a situation. So a situation happens, there's an emotion that's attached to it. That's what's trapped inside your body. That's what's trapped inside your mind. Um, all of that. So it can be anything. It can be a perception um, that you have when, you know, at any point in your life. And so when I see people come to me and they say, you know, I've had this, this traumatic experience, um, a majority of the time, it is a life altering type of uh, life or death, or I had to make a choice, um, you know, the affair type of thing. It's, it's really those big aha moments to where I could hit rock bottom if I continue to choose this way. Um, and so I, I, I would say if, if I had to label it to one thing, it, it would be some type of abuse in one way or another, whether it be um, just abusive at, from a leadership standpoint of somebody just taking advantage of them or whether it be physical abuse or things like that. Uh, the worst kind is some type of emotional abuse because uh, outside wounds heal inside wounds take a lot longer to heal if they do at all. So when you get someone that has trauma of any kind, what is the, what, what do you recommend for them to do first? Yeah. And that's, that's a great, a great question because uh, this, this is where kind of what we started off with, you know, of uh, we've been through this so we can help other people this way. Uh, I've done all types of counseling. I have all these certificates They're whatever, but because I've been through this, the thing that I know is acknowledge that what you are feeling is okay. If you're feeling angry, allow yourself to feel angry. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling hurt, if whatever you're feeling, allow yourself to feel that because you are actually bringing that memory. You're actually bringing that uh, trauma, that emotion to a different part of your brain to where it can actually be processed. Now, other people will tell you, push that down. Don't feel that feeling. That's not true. Well, then you're shutting yourself down. You're shutting your body down. So if you acknowledge it, you're actually safe. You're telling your body you're safe to feel what you want, but don't stay there. Process through that. And that's that's where we kind of come in and, and help people process it. Because, you know, like, like your experience that you said, you know, it's probably not something that you could process on your own. You need somebody to be able to come alongside and, and help talk through some things. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny that you mentioned that. And you're you're actually taking me back through my process because, like, uh, you know, for me, I've I think I trained my body and my mind or whatever to completely forget about all the details of what I went through and without even realizing it. And mm -hmm. I, I I was so that was 2007 when I got blown up. 2009 I got married, and it was probably three years or whatever after we got married. So probably five years after me getting back from Iraq. My wife was like, um, you know, she said, you know, you get free service to the VA. And, and at this time I'm in St. Louis and they, they built this massive, beautiful PTSD clinic. Uh, why, why don't you go get checked? And I was like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm completely fine. And I was, I was a complete denial. Didn't think there was anything wrong, but I was like, you know what? I, you know, I, I want to respect my wife. I want to listen to her and just kind of, and just go and just get checked. And the first, first, probably two or three months, I, I would go in there weekly and I would just sit in that chair, wait for the time to go by and then leave. I wouldn't say a thing. And then, uh, then I started, I'll never forget the doctor. Cause she, she literally saved my life, but like, 
she she just she was patient with me and you know and eventually i started trusting her opened it up but just like what you said she went through i guess the word is cognitive training yep. but she was she would take me through this cognitive training and reliving the experience and it was hard and and i would have to tell my story over and over i mean sometimes in one session for an hour i'll probably say it 10 times like the whole thing and every time more details started coming and then more details started coming to service and then it was just it was hard. I mean, I still struggle with it today, but, and it, it took me more than 10 years just to even start talking about it to the public, like on a podcast or other people's shows or to my audience. And, uh, but I will say the more I was talking about it, the more therapeutic it was for me, not even for the other people that I'm speaking to, to help encourage them, show them systems, strategies, whatever it may be, but for myself. And it, it's true. Like you, you gotta learn to let go. But I think for me personally, I, from, even from a young age, I tend to bottle up traumatic events. And now I would never was really abused growing up, but I grew up in a very challenging upbringing with a single parent, five kids. So we had to learn to grow up really fast. So it wasn't that I was abused. It's just that I had to, I had to learn how to be an adult while, while I'm a child type thing. Cause we all were helping each other just to kind of get by. And while my mom's working, running a business full time and, and five kids just trying to, to survive and stuff like that, it, it was a challenge. And, uh, but just like what you say, you got to you got to acknowledge what the what you're going through and 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 what you're feeling. And uh, until you start doing that, it's almost like impossible to try to get through it. And even today, I still struggle with a lot of it. It's like you know what, I'm strong. I don't have time to deal with that. I got my family got to care for. I got my kids. I got to deal with. I, I I can't think about my feelings and, and what I'm going through. So that's really good. So yeah. One thing I would just add to that is um, I've seen a lot of counseling and, and the cognitive behavioral. Uh, techniques. And to some people that scares people to say, oh my gosh, I got to go back and relive some of that. I got to go back and revisit that. Um, when, whenever, and, and this is what I, I want listeners to be able to hear is when, when you go through and, and you do revisit something like that, you'll always want to end in a safe place. So it's not like you're going back, reliving it. And then, you know, okay, we're done with this session for today. Um, and then you're just, you know, living in that traumatic feeling. So um, that that's one thing when I go through and help people with the inner healing part is, you know, we go back and, and you may you may feel some of those feelings. You may revisit some of those things like what you're talking about, but always end on a positive note and in a positive, safe place where you feel, OK, I have peace. We can be done now and you can be able to carry on. Yeah, no, that's really good, because I, I do remember every time I would end a session, they always try to make make sure that it was like, OK, let's find something that is comforting to you where you don't feel danger or harm or bad thoughts, whatever. So that way I left with it. So that's really good. Cool. Well, that's a, that's a lot of jam packed things and stuff inside of there. Now, if, if you're speaking to a, an entrepreneur right now who wants to be that legendary leader, um, but they also suffer with some type of trauma from whatever upbringing or whatever they went through, what are some tips that you can help them? That's going to help them level up inside of their business and maybe like one or two tips, three tips that they can start implementing today. Yeah. Uh, I got three tips that I share with every single person. Number one is be real, be real with yourself. Who are you and who, who are you from the inside out? Your identity comes from your creator, not the creation around you. So be real to who you are. Uh, real, be raw, be raw with, um, the way that you talk, the way that you um, interact with other people, speak, be you. Don't try and be your mentor. Don't try and be the next big person. 
uh, that that's out there, but speak your language, speak who you are, um, be raw. And the last thing, be authentic. The last thing that people want today are a bunch of fakers that are out there looking for a platform that think that they know when they have it all together. Uh, be authentic. You know, if, if you're struggling, if you have difficult days, you know, throw that out there. But one of the things I started to do was, was throw out there on, on my Facebook page, hey, has anybody ever had a day where, and then I actually just put what my day is like. And you'd be surprised at what some of the people put in there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as leaders, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. We, we feel like we have to have it up here, but no, really, we really need each other to say, oh gosh, somebody else feels that same way. Yeah, no, that's really good. I love that. So be real, be raw, be authentic, really powerful. All right. So the last question that I ask everyone that comes on the show is what is your daily creed? Meaning what is the one thing that you're most committed to that you're going to be resilient, even through the most difficult times that you're going to show up every single day, giving your best and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. So Devin, what is your creed? Yes. My creed is what uh, God did for me. And it is uh, that I will meet people where they're at. I'll love them, but I will never leave them there. Mm. And to me, that's what I saw Jesus do. That's what I saw Jesus do throughout the Bible. He met people where they're at. He loved them and he didn't, didn't leave them there. Now they can choose to walk away, but I'm going to give forth my effort to every single person. And they deserve the chance that uh, I got from my father um, to be able to, to have a life again. Yeah, dude, that's powerful. Yeah. I mean, what, what's the number one rule that, that Christ says in the Bible? Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And in the Marine Corps, what do we say is never leave a man behind. So uh, I love that. It's really good. How can people get in touch with you? They hear this, it resonates with them, and they want to know more. They want to know how they can become a legendary leader, how they might be able to connect with other uh, other men and overcome some trauma. And you know, you really resonated with them, and they want to be able to speak further and, and uh, get in touch with you. So what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, the best way is uh, my website, www.legendaryleadershiptoday.com. And uh, otherwise on Facebook and there's uh, all kinds of stuff that when I talked about, I, I asked over a hundred leaders. I put that all that criteria inside of a free gift there as well. So uh, there's, there's some points that I gained and I put it together. So that's awesome. Well, there you go, guys. If you want to become a legendary leader, make sure you check them out, visit the website, legendaryleadertoday.com, And I'll post that along with Devin's uh, Facebook link inside this episode. So if you guys can, if you resonated with this and you guys want to be able to hear more episodes like this from Devin, make sure you hit that subscribe button on our podcast, either from Apple iTunes or in Spotify, and give us a thumbs up and a review, five-star review. That would be absolutely helpful for me. It's that way we can get this message out to as many people as possible. So until then, simplify. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with J.R. Spear. If you want to get more leads and grow your business, head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today. That's fitprofunnels.com. And to connect with Jr. online, check him out on Facebook at jr.spear.3. Or feel free to join the Facebook group at Fit Pro Funnels. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear. 